It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shit. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. Wednesday, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Very cool-looking shirt today. I meant to note earlier when we were on TV because people could see it. Uh, you have right? a skeleton on a bike. Is that a Grateful Dead shirt? That's no, it's question. a uh, Lucky Jeans oh. graphic tee. They do a, uh, some skeleton... Uh, Things got it. Yeah, uh, the Lucky Jeans is an interesting thing because normally I find one store that I like and I just that's where I shop. And that's it. That was it. But uh, my friend Paul tells me that uh, that that's for dads. Like no, that's a dad store. Why would a shirt like that be for dads? And I do look around. I do see you know potbellied dads wearing these types of shirts. But I gotta also be honest with myself and realize I am forty seven. Right, you. Should be a dad in theory. Right. I'm dad age for sure. No question about it. So where else should I be shopping? And by the way, I think Craig says this the best, and I love when he does it. All right. Just be you. You be you. If you like like those shirts, shirts, who cares who else wears it? You know who originally got me into this when I was working on the David Lee Roth show? David. Uh, Not David, but his, uh, his man assistant. It was also like, well, he had a assistant, but the guy was also like a business guy as well for him. Okay. And uh, uh, we were talking about jeans one time and clothing and he said, no, it'd be a good look for you. The lucky jeans store. And I was like, yes, yes, I do need to pick a new store. Well, that's kind of cool. Because when I go into a store like a Macy's or something, it's too many options. I agree. When I go into a store like the lucky jeans store, here's the t-shirts Here's the jeans. Here's the button downs. That's it. It's almost like going to a diner. Yes. There's too much on the menu. Right. You give me a menu with the 78 items on it. I agree with that. I like a place very simple. That's why when I go to the malls, I never go to the the end stores, the the stores that have uh, like a Macy's or I go to the stores in the middle of the malls. That's you know the Gap, the uh, Banana Republic. I just want one brand per store to concentrate on. So you're not a big fan of Target or Walmart? No, for that I am, but not um, with clothing. Just clothing. Yeah. Got it. But I, do, I don't like Walmart. I do like Target. You must have loved TCBY in the day. It's just yogurt. It was just yogurt, Jerry. That was it. That's very simple. <laughs> nice and simple. There's the uh, uh, Hoffman's Ice Cream Place down in Spring Lake. 90 different flavors. Well, like, that's every ice cream shop. I now. can't do that. Like, there's too many even, options. There's a little place we go to now where they have, it used to just be ice cream. Now they make smoothies. Now they make yogurt instead of ice cream, so you have that option. Then they have the option of the water ice. Then they have cream ice. I don't know what the hell I'm ordering. Yes. And chocolate ice cream? Right. Do you have that? I would love to go in a place and be like, you want chocolate or vanilla, soft syrup. That's, yeah, that's what we it. have. And by the way... You would do quite, and sprinkles. Rainbow sprinkles or chocolate sprinkles. That's it, and you would do great. Yes. Not only that, you move the line along quicker. I agree. Why don't we have a truck? Ice cream truck? 
Oh, Just, Mr. Softy. What would we call? Well, I don't. We can't call it Mr. Softy. Oh, that's we taken can't already. do that. Just ice cream. Just ice cream. That's it. All right. We Just do, vanilla and chocolate. Very well. Now, are those roots taken? Swirl. Oh, like, in other words, if we started an ice cream route. And we just started driving around. Is be, someone going to kick our ass because that's their territory? Right. Would we be strong-armed by another ice cream man? Right. Is there, like, an ice cream mob? Did you ever watch the Tom Green show when it was on MTV? Yes, I did. So he had uh, one of his more well-known bits that he did was undercut Undercutter's Pizza. Okay. Where he had a generic pizza. He was in a generic pizza man's outfit, no-name brand. He had a fishing tackle box full of toppings, and he decided he was going to follow around a guy that was delivering pizzas, and he followed the guy up, and as the guy was knocking on the door to deliver the pizza, he'd say, I have a pizza for cheaper. We're undercutters pizza. We undercut. <laughs> Come on. And the people were furious with him. I'm sure they were. <laughs> That's a little different than what I'm talking about. He was like, what toppings would you like? Wow. So you're not suggesting following the no. good humor man. No, I'm just wondering because I'm sure like in your neighborhood, we have we have a couple of trucks that go by different times, but they go by. And I wonder if like a third group, a third truck started to go by. That's a great question. Do you guys A and B be like, dude, what the F? Get right. out of my territory. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. And do you need like, would I, do you need a permit from the town to sell ice cream? You do, of course. In a truck? You yes. do. Oh, absolutely. Really? Yes. I would think from the health department, and I would think from the town. My grandfather, when I was very, very young, my grandfather decided he was going to get a hot dog truck. How'd that go for him? Uh, he had it only like two days. Two days? Yeah, he did. That turns out he didn't like doing it. It was but boring. I, rem- I remember, I remember being on the hot dog truck, but I'm sure he didn't go to like the towns and dis- and ask if he could sell hot well, dogs. It was a little different. I mean, how old were you when this was? Uh, it was probably uh, 40 years ago, Jerry. Yeah, I think it's a little different <laughs> oh, back in the changed. 1970s okay. than it is now. That makes sense. A little more regulated. Jerry, here's a study from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. You love nutrition stuff. Uh, something like that, yeah. Uh, it says here that eating French fries twice a week for those over 45 years old... Mm-hmm doubles your risk of death. I believe that. Eating fried potatoes twice a week, double the risk of death. I completely agree with that. I mean, everything I read about fried foods, yeah, there. I mean, there's no benefit to it at all. How come when these places go, oh, we uh, fry in pure vegetable oil, it's all good? It's not good. It's not? There's no, no, absolutely not. There is, they you pitch can... it that way, though, like, Oh, this was fried in all vegetable it's not. oil. Uh, the only the only oils you want to use are, I, as far as my reading has been, yes. and I think you would agree, you hear about olive oil. Olive oil, very good. Um, peanut oil, but not a big amount, small amounts. Um, maybe coconut oil, especially with eggs. I don't know if yes. you've ever done that. I've not. I've really heard good. that, though. Um, but other than that, so why don't we deep fry? Why don't uh, we make French fries in in um, olive oil? Olive oil. Uh, I think it's well, olive oil is extremely expensive. Oh, it's pricey. And when you deep fry, I mean, you're using a lot of it. That's true. And I don't know. I don't. I, it burns. Doesn't olive oil burn a lot faster than vegetable oil too? Uh, that I don't know. Perhaps I think it does. I'm not sure, but. Listen, frying anything is not good for you. When you were growing up in your house, did you every night fried? Right, every night. Mine too. Yeah. And and did you have like a fryer for fries and things? No, my mother didn't. Not on a not on a fryer. My mother would. Um, she would always buy the steak fries, mm-hmm. and she would deep fry them on a deep pan. But she'd fry oil. Yeah, absolutely. My mother used to use. We had a French fry fryer. Yeah. 
and I I know she didn't change the oil out on that thing. Like yeah, it would just coagulate. And then however you say heat that. It again. And then tomorrow we'd heat it again. Think about that. Think about how you eat now compared to how you ate forty years ago. Right. And, and I wasn't I, a fat. No one in our family was fat. Which well, is I mean, you were active too, though. I mean, when you're I a kid, so. you're moving around, you're playing a lot. Uh, that that I think that has a lot to do with it. your metabolism's moving a little bit more. Yeah. I do know my mother. She would bake chicken once in a while, which bored everybody. But she would make that pasta was a big thing. Pizza on Fridays was a big thing. But the rest of the time, we're frying chicken cutlets. We're yes. frying eggplant. We're frying you know, French fry. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's what we ate. We were constantly frying in our house. No question. No question. Hmm. Uh, let me see where I want to go next, Jerry. <laughs> let me let me keep it to the fried chicken oh, area. Okay. Waco, Texas. Now, it used to be when I would hear Waco, Texas, I would think of the Branch Davidians. Sure. And uh, that, that whole crazy scene. And now we think of Joanna and yes. what's his name? Chip. Chip yeah, from HGTV. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how they yes. brought back... Waco, they have, uh, they Texas. They have 100% brought back Waco, Texas. Because yeah. when that first show first started, I, my first thought was exactly what you're talking about. Now I hear Waco, Texas, and I think of Chip and Joanna. Yeah. I don't even know who the guy was in charge of of the Branch Davidians. I don't even remember his I don't name. either. Well, here's a story from Waco, Texas. A uh, McDonald's out of Waco, Texas. A uh, police in Texas said a woman dialed 911 from the McDonald's drive-thru. I feel like we've done this before. Well, I think it just happens often. Uh, (laughs) She was upset at how long her chicken nuggets were taking. Now, at the same time this woman called 911 to complain about the length of time the chicken nuggets, uh, the people at McDonald's were also dialing 911 to say there was a woman in the drive-thru who wouldn't move. I guess the you know sometimes you go to drive through they'll go oh pull up just park over there and we'll bring your chicken yes. nuggets out. It's to you. actually a very simple, very concept. simple process. She would not move out of the line, and they called nine one one to get her to move. She had called nine one one. So at one point in Waco, Texas, there were two nine one one calls dealing with chicken nuggets, chicken McNuggets. You think people know what nine one one is no. actually for? I think they think it's just for the police to complain. Yes. Because you can't be that dumb to tie up 911 or a line on 911 for that. Unless you're mentally challenged, like you have a chemical imbalance in your head and you just think it's all about you. I suppose then. Right. But even, I mean, God damn, it's 911. You can't do that. They did, Jerry. Two people. Let me see if she was arrested. Great question. Yes, we went on this call, said officers. No, she did not get them for free. Yes, we actually tied up two officers on this call, the sergeant said. Waco PD, where life is never normal. Hmm. Management worked with her, gave her money back, and we asked her to move along. So I don't think anyone was arrested, That's that's surprising. Yes, very surprising. Let me give you this one, then. This has actually happened to someone I know. Paul? Not Paul. It has to do with pregnancy and women. Got it. A Massachusetts woman in Malden, Massachusetts, uh, was preparing to go to the hospital for serious pain and gave birth to a girl. She oh, did she not she know pregnant? she was pregnant. Fascinating. Yes. Christine Harvey was waiting for a ride to the hospital when she suddenly went into labor. Neighbors called 911. 
but Harvey gave birth to a baby girl before the responders arrived. The family says it was unaware a baby was on the way. This is what I don't <laughs> understand about a story like this. Because you read it very nonchalantly. Yeah, and it's very written, nonchalantly. It's written as such. You've never seen the birth of a child. No. I, I have experienced it twice. In the room, I've seen it. Quite a scene, right? Quite the scene. It's also <laughs> quite frightening mm-hmm. in terms of... Is the wife going to be okay? Right. There's a lot, lives are hanging in the balance. Yes. Is the baby going to be okay? Is the umbilical cord wrapped around its neck? Or is it going to suffocate? Um, we had an experience with someone very close to my wife's family. She gave birth and she died four hours later from a brain hemorrhage. I mean, just Good there's Lord. nothing. I've told you this before. After we had our second, after Joseph was born, no, I don't do it anymore. I mean, I love our two boys. And to be honest, if I could have five more just like them, I would. I don't want to go through that anymore. The thing about that story that's amazing, I forget the fact she didn't know she was pregnant. I don't buy that for a second because, oh, I don't know, she never period for nine months. <laughs> but we didn't think that there was something up. Okay, fine, let's throw that out the window for a second. She just had the baby before paramedics arrived. Right. How? She just laid down and said, here we go. Here it is. Like, it's amazing in the hospital what takes place over how many hours, how many people are needed or at least attending to the person. Yes. And all, by the way, doing something. It's not like, yeah, all right, good, check in with you in an hour. Like, it's active. And she just, eh, my stomach hurts. Hey, let me push. I might have a baby inside me. Oh, wait, there goes a baby. It's not that easy. Now, so that's that's interesting to me. In nature, Jerry, if you didn't go to a hospital, in uh, in nature, when some, when a woman has a baby, how do they cut the umbilical cord? I don't know, Al. I honestly have no idea. I, I don't know. Crazy, Scissors, right? I guess. Scissors. But don't oh, you yeah. think in nature, nature would have its own way to cut the cord? Like bite it? Something. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, I told you. I think I, I told know. you once before. I used to work at JFK Hospital in Edison. I worked in the pharmacy. And uh, I was... But you worked at drug fair. I did drug fair first. Oh, did that too. Then I parlayed that into a career at the... JFK Hospital well, stuff. Well, another job. Well, four years I worked there. Yeah, right, but if it was a career, you'd still be doing it. Oh, I would have done it longer. Yes. Um, <laughs> I knew a very heavy set nurse who told me that she went to the emergency room with back pain and delivered a baby. <laughs> Again, no period for nine months? I don't know. Unless on birth control. Right. The In other, which case, I could see it. The other thing I would be thinking of immediately is over these nine months, what, what, how much did I have to drink sure. not knowing I smoke. had a baby? Smoke. Been around it, yeah. Belly any, flopping into the pool. These any, sorts of uh, things. Exercise that might have been a little strenuous right. on the body. All of that. Yeah. It's great. When you hear a story like that, it really is nuts. Hmm. And one other thing on the, um, the pregnancy topic. So I went out to feed the meter uh, a little while ago, and I would think, probably not the smartest thing, uh, a woman was, she had to have been seven or eight months pregnant, walking across the street, not in the crosswalk, but through traffic. Now, it stopped with the light and everything. She almost got run over by a bike. Like, use your head. See, I feel like I'm, I would be so careful if I would ever had a wife that was pregnant. You know how I don't like when athletes do things? Yes. Like, have fun because they, they could be injured? You would want your wife home yes. and don't move. Home, don't move. I'm very uncomfortable seeing really pregnant women like in the mall because I, in my head, I'm in my head, 
they have to get in a car to get there. Yeah. And every time you get in a car, you have a chance of an accident. And now you've got a baby in there? When my wife That's was pregnant tough. with Matthew back in 04, I guess it was, she got into a car accident. Really? Home from work. She was probably five or six months pregnant. Now, it was not a big accident. Right, but you get that initial phone call from her. Yeah, for sure. And it was enough of an accident that we had to bring the truck to the body shop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was significant enough. She was fine, but I totally understand your point. I actually, I get it. Yeah, but I guess, you know, people get bored just sitting at home well, live, for nine months. Everybody's not you. Oh, so they like to do things. You got to live your life, and you just assume that when you look at the odds, that you're not going to be one of those people, right? So tough. now, now yesterday, Jerry, we brought up two different uh, field trips that we might do with the podcast. We brought up uh, working out in Homedale Park, which, by the way, has legs. Now, have you had people reach out to you about that? Did three. you have interest? Three. You had three. I also had three people reach out about. Uh, going to the alpaca farm in Wall, New Jersey. So Al's alpaca road trip. That's right. So both of these, Jerry, I think have potential where we can do these. I agree. The problem with the exercise is finding a Saturday or Sunday morning right now only because uh, this weekend is not great. Plus, I don't think... I guess we could get people together. We need more time to promote it, Jerry. You think? Well, I mean a little bit, don't you think? Yes. Plus, Sunday's Father's Day. I'm not going out to do that, and I think that might hurt our attendance. Mm-hmm. The following weekend, I will be in the Dominican Republic, so that's no good for me. And the Why following don't we weekend all go after, there? Uh, great, yes. And the following weekend after that, you will be in Belize. So I will not be in Belize. I'll be in uh, South Jersey. So you're around? Uh, probably, yes. So then why, why would that day be bad? Well, the other thing about the exercise one is that it does include actual exercise. Where yes. the alpaca farm, we're just petting alpacas. Right. And then what do you which do? Sounds relaxing. You stare at each other? You, well, for, for someone who doesn't want human contact, yeah. at least for 50 minutes, I'm giving you something to do. Right. You're going to show up there. You're going to pet these alpacas. Mm-hmm. With who they could be lovely people. They could be a bunch of weirdos. Right. You Probably are there weirdos. with them. Right. Are you just going to pet an alpaca, say, thanks for coming? See ya. Or take uh, Instagram pictures with the alpacas, Twitter, tweet things out. Right, exactly. That sort of thing. Anyway, continue. All right, Jerry, I love this story. This comes to us from uh, Canada. Uh, There was a, uh, uh, people were eating in a restaurant in Canada. By the way, just for the record, I'd like to say not the best country in America. Canada? It is not. Totally agree. United States is. Totally agree. Uh, the, uh, people were dining at a restaurant in Canada when a Lexus come crashing into the restaurant and hit somebody. The people ended up being okay. Amazingly, the driver, no kidding, an older woman, uh, she was okay. Uh, the people she hit sitting at the table inside the restaurant, they were okay. Wow. Two of the people she hit that were dining together make a living being psychics. Oh God. Quote. I didn't see this happening. <laughs> it tells you something. <laughs> the whole thing's a scam. They were having dinner discussing their upcoming psychic uh, uh, presentations they were doing. Neither Should've... one of them force did. Neither one of them could foresee a Lexus crashing through the restaurant. Of course, they didn't into their table. Right? That's so stupid. Well, what's the excuse? Well, we can't really see into our he, own. He future. just said, "I didn't, I didn't foresee it happen." That's happening. awesome. That's pretty funny. It basically sounded like a bomb going off. He said it took place one second in time. 
The crash was captured on the surveillance cameras. I see my table flying up. My friend disappears behind the table. Next thing you know, I'm flying in the air, and then I land. The car grabbed my leg and pulled me back down. It pinned my leg under the car in a very weird position. My leg was in the shape of an L. My left foot was on its side, and I have no idea how it wasn't snapped off. There must have been an angel there, he says. Did not foresee it, though. Right. Because psychic's a bunch of bullcrap. Total bullcrap, it turns I think. Out. I do think that. His name is Blair Robertson. A white Lexus crashing through the window, hitting him. Do you think if it was an American psychic, we he'd have a... Uh, you know, this guy is Canadian. <laughs> Canada. Here's the thing about that. If people really were psychic, no offense. Like, there's one that I pass on my way home. The house, like in somebody's house, right? Yes. Those are always so bizarre to me. And the house looks like it's falling down. Yeah. If they really could sell, could tell the future, first of all, they could charge more than $5 a reading. Probably. For poops and giggles. Yes. And they wouldn't live in a house like that. Correct. Right? I mean, you yes. have something a little bit nicer, I would think. doesn't have to be a mansion. I'm not saying that. But I don't know. Maybe something where the shutters aren't falling off. The paint's chipping. Right. Or the... I don't know, the siding is kind of ripped down. Yes. I mean, come on. The whole thing is such a... And ever, people go. People go to it. On the Asbury Boardwalk, uh, there's a psychic there, Madame Maurice, made famous from a 1973 Bruce Springsteen song. So it's still Madame Maurice. I think it's the granddaughter who's now oh, doing it. I was curious like, what she makes, because I'm sure there are hardcore Bruce Springsteen fans that as a goof, when they go to Asbury Park... They stop in at Madame Marie. How much is it? I I don't know. Ten bucks. I say three hundred a week. She makes. Really? That's it. How many people do you honestly think go to these places? Well, this is on the boardwalk, and that's got to. So being on the Asbury boardwalk itself, that's got to be decent rent. Yeah, but I'm not saying how much money is coming in. Mm-hmm. You said how much money does she make? Yes. So after her bills are paid, three hundred bucks a week. Three hundred bucks. And by the way, I think she's doing okay. Right. Right? I mean, every time I go by there, I don't see anyone in there, although they might be behind What do you think her rent is? I don't know. In the summer, $6,000 a month? (laughs) Doesn't it have to be? I would think it'd have to be. All right. So let's say. It's a lovely building. Let's give her the entire month of June, which you, as I know, is a bunch of crap because the first half of June doesn't count. But let's just say, we'll count June as a full month of business. Okay. So let's say, for argument's sake, she's paying $5,000 a month. That means $15,000 for the summer to cover her rent. Mm-hmm. That means just to cover her rent, nothing else, not the no electric, no air conditioning, nothing, not eating, nothing like that. At $10 a pop, she has to see 1,500 <laughs> people. She's got to do 1,500 readings. Divided by 12 is about 110 people a week. That's 110 people a week. That seems high, Jerry. And that's to make no money. That's just to pay the rent. You got to be kidding. I wonder, though, because this Bruce song came out in 1973, which means she has had to have been there for that long. I know. I'm, I'm so talking maybe about they now, though. Own, maybe she has some weird thing where she bought the space and it's fully paid that for on the different. boardwalk and they can't kick her out. That could be different. But based on this, in an eight-hour day, let's say she works. I'm trying to make the math. Do 10-hour day she works, because was she really working? 
she has to see 100 people a week, that means she needs, no, it's more than that. No, there's no chance. There's no chance. 10, 10 clients a Maybe day? Maybe it's a fun hobby then. I like that. I'm sure someone out there does this. Yes. Explain to us why we're two jackasses. Yes, let Beyond me know the how obvious, of Madame Marie's works. Yeah, I'm sure she's lovely. I did see them. I thought I had a hilarious line, Jerry. I did, uh, uh, when the boardwalk was not busy, when it was a nice day, we went to Asbury Park, but it was not the summer months yet. Right. And they were um, they were painting Madame Marie's on the inside. And I told Gina I wanted to walk up to them and say, I see fresh paint in your future. <laughs> Okay. And you didn't, did you? I didn't do that. What did Gina say? She wanted me to go up to them and do it. I didn't Why want didn't to be you? a jackass. You should have. All I'm, right, Jerry. They would have either laughed or they would have said, oh, it's funny. I haven't heard that one in five minutes. The warm-up show is next. I predict a hilarious segment. So It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning. This portion brought to you by Indeed.com. Mr. Dukes, what is up, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. So as you're settling in, let me get the vision. As you're settling in with your chicken dinner and your broccoli and your sweet potato last night, and you got the Mets and the Cubs on. We'll get to the Yankees in a second. They finished late. They lost. We'll do that in a moment. As you're settling in and you see Zach Wheeler, he gives up the home run. All right, he gets a few strikeouts, though. You figure you're going to have a good night ahead of you. All right, the Mets get it right back in the bottom of the inning. It's 1-1. 1-1. Cespedes gets it back. We're back in it. And then the second inning comes, and it felt like a game that I was coaching last summer um, with 12-year-olds that could not record an out, and it was unbelievable. 46 pitches for Wheeler in the second inning. The grand slam was the gut punch, Jerry. Yeah, opposite field for this opposite kid. Opposite field. Hap, grand slam. How about, um, you know what was funny, too, was Gary kept on TV, he kept harping on the fact of how many pitches that Wheeler was throwing in that inning. And he said, well, this has got to be it for him. And then the next guy walks, oh, they're keeping him in. And you kind of realize when they finally got out of the inning why they were trying to get him through that second inning because you bring Smoker in and then all of a sudden you got the pitcher to up third. The whole thing was, I mean, it was just such an awful night and so early. There are games that just you, you, you're you out of it early and the night's over. Yes. That was one of those games. Yes. I was had been feeling good about the Mets, so I wasn't like super down on that as a Mets fan because I was like, these things happen, Jerry. And I'd rather, I would rather one of those blowouts like last night than a 3-2 loss. In 11 innings. Yes. I understand. It's so, not a gut punch like you just said. You kind of know it's over early, you it, move over on. Over early, it wasn't even a contest. We'll get back at it tonight. Matt Harvey pitching on not a Friday night. Right. So we'll actually get to discuss him tomorrow morning. How about the fact the Cubs hit five home runs and Jay Bruce took away another one? Oh, he robbed one. He did. He could have been six. Yeah, that was uh, ugly early, Jerry. Yeah, it was not good. It was good, though. It was over by 8 o'clock in my head. Bachelor on or something or no, bachelorette? No, something manly. Uh, 30 for 30 on uh, uh, Celtics-Lakers oh, rivalry. that's cool. A new one or is a brand new one, Jerry? New report, old report. Although it's like freaking three hours long. So, so you watch 15 minutes, <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes tonight, and you should be, yeah, I'll done, be done by, by uh, mid-July? Yeah, by the time you we get back for the fall. You do have bizarre viewing habits. I do. In the, in, in the fact that you will not sit down and watch a full two-hour program. Okay, I get very bored. Well, it's tough during baseball season. I, I watch the Mets or the Yankees. It's very rare when they're both off, right. which was the other day. Then I That's why I don't understand all these people are like, I binged watch Netflix. Are you, well, your host does that. Oh, all the, the time. host does right. He does. All, I'm just curious, and I'm not picking on you. I'm all not, right. Nothing Doesn't like that. Sound like it. I, I'm not. But let's say you DVR'd that last night. How long was it? Two hours? Three hours. Three hours. You, uh, 
yeah. I was listening to you, I would have heard you just said three hours. So let's just get in the mind of you for a second. You're out of here by 11-ish. Right. You're home by 11.45? Correct. Met game, 7? 7 o'clock. What I don't like to put the TV. Watch it on. I don't like to you put the TV it. on during the day because I feel like a loser who's watching TV during the day, as opposed to a loser in front of the computer, <laughs> which I don't have a problem. <laughs> that with. is worse. Well, because I feel like I have my email up. I'm do- doing work and other things too, but that's worse in some ways. Yes. So you'll sit in front of the computer for hours at a time, but not watch TV at hours at a time because you feel like a loser. That's right, Jerry. You Nailed want, it. I want to look in the. mirror. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Look in the mirror. Uh, and did you see the the Chicago Cubs are selling ivy leaves from the 2016 season? Nice. Do I get a certificate of authenticity? You do. You get a certificate of authenticity. I could be in for that. It's two hundred dollars for, for leaf? one leaf. Did Brandon Steiner move to Chicago? <laughs> no, but he's got to be like, ah, oh, how didn't I think of that? Mm. It's a great idea, though. It's a little much. Two hundred bucks is a lot. Two hundred bucks. I spent fifty dollars on an ivy. A they're, piece of ivy from they're selling 2016 of them, Jerry, from the 2016 season. That's raising some cash. They said people uh, tried to steal the ivy, so they thought, well, why don't we try to sell it? It's old ivy, though. It's already it's turned red. I guess when ivy is no good anymore, it gets red. Well, like a leaf, yeah. It dies. Like a leaf, Jerry, exactly, like the fall. <laughs> right. So now they're selling them. I think it's a great idea. Could you imagine if this was the 80s? Remember when the fans would storm the field after yes. a World Series win? They probably would have went right to the wall and start ripping the Ivy. It's, I was at, I think it was the Jets' final game at Shea Stadium. I went with a friend of mine, and the fans stormed the field. And I remember I went home with a piece of the grass. I've since lost that grass, but I did. I went home. I was on the subway with this piece of turf. I didn't know what to do with it. I like when a stadium is closing down and the fans just decide, I'm going to take a couple seats. Right. And they're like ripped. They're pulling the <laughs> seats out of the thing. No one brings a screwdriver or a wrench. I know Evan to... Roberts has a seat from Shea. Well, he bought he that steal legally. It, though. Right. He, right. He bought it. I thought it was a great idea. That sounds like a great idea until you get it in your house and you go, what do I do with Not this? Not if you have a basement, though. That's awesome. You put the seat right in front of the TV. You can put it in the living room if you want. There's a restaurant down the Jersey Shore called Rod's Tavern. Okay. It's for mostly older folks, so I go there. Right. Uh, they have two two seats right in the lobby. So when you're waiting for your table, you can sit in Shea Stadium seats. Jerry. I think that's awesome. All right. So you're in for that. I would be in for that. Now, did you? I, we didn't stay up late for the Yankee game, obviously. I did, Jerry. I did, you did. Actually, when I woke up, I turned it on. It was, it was still, still on. on. Yes. It was the 11th inning. Well, it was the 11th inning. The game ended late. I actually watched most of the game already this morning. And Sabathia comes out after four innings, which is odd because he looked he, I mean, he looked great. He really did. He gives up one run because Chris Carter can't catch a, uh, a throw. Uh, and for the most part, the Yankees played well, but they wind up losing the game 3-2 and 11 innings. The Sabathia thing is notable only because it's really, forget the position players, like the first notable injury to a starter for them. Not that I think it means much, but he has been great, and you wonder what this does for them now. So he's going on the DL with a... Joe Girardi said likely, yes. A hammy. Yes. Hamstring. Yes. How about your boy Aaron Judge? 0 for 4, 3 Ks. Yes, he did get on base, though, on one strikeout because the catcher dropped the ball. That, which is dumb. Well, it helps you on base percentage. I guess. He was on base. And his one, the one out that he made that wasn't a strikeout 
was just a laser to right field. So, not like he didn't hit the ball. Right. But, yes, he was 0 for 4, so he failed last what night. What was the exit velocity on that? One, one, uh, 117. 117. All yeah. right. You even know what that means? Uh, it just means, like, very fast. 117 miles an hour. Yeah, 117 <laughs> miles an hour. Very fast. <laughs> very fast. The guys, it is funny watching him when he stands up and he, he's, he's at the plate and he gets in his stance and the catcher a lot of times stands up to throw the ball back and he looks like he's a foot shorter than him. He's a giant, Jerry. He's he a giant of a man. He is a big man. And I love this thing that the Atlanta Braves are doing. It's a new promotion. You know, like the Nationals have the presidents running around yes. the stadium. I see the Mets now even have this thing where guys are in little race cars yeah, yeah. going around the stadium. Yep. Well, the Braves have partnered with some convenience store down there in Atlanta that sells like, you know, sort of like slushy freezes. I think they're called freezes. It's a slushy drink, Jerry. You're right. familiar. Well, they have a Mr. Freeze. Yeah, this was, did you see this Friday? I this did was see this. Awesome. Yeah. So they have a guy in a looks like a uh, a spandex suit. Yep. Almost like what the bobsledders would wear. He's Mr. Freeze, and someone from the uh, from the stands gets to uh, get a head start to see if he can beat Mr. Freeze around the track. Yep. And they give him a solid thirty, I would say forty, fifty feet. And then Mr. Freeze comes out of nowhere and beats them. Well, so Steve Gelb's on SNY. I don't know if you caught this on Saturday. He went to find out who Mr. Freeze is. All right. He's on the grounds crew. He does the maintenance for the field. He's like 24 years old or 23 years, and he is training for the Olympics. Oh, is that right? Yes. And so you've got no chance. That's why the kid falling flat on his face, he went from euphoria to complete embarrassment on, I think it was Friday night uh, in Atlanta, and it went everywhere, viral as they say, was awesome. That grounds crew guy can go around doing appearances now as Mr. Freeze. Well, and specifically because SNY, they uncovered him. Uh, They took the mask off and they had him just doing the work on the infield. So you know who he is. So he could be a celebrity freeze now. Hmm. Kind of neat. I like the promotion. It's I like the cool. idea of a Mr. Freeze racing against, you know, dudes with uh, beer bellies running around the ballpark. Why not? That's no, better I, than the presidents. The presidents although, is not terrible, though. The what? The presidents running around the, oh, the in nationals. Oh, in Washington. What's well, Milwaukee? Milwaukee's sausages. sausages. That's right. I forgot. So there are some pretty good promos. Sausage. And you got the race cars, of course, at City Field. Uh, we'll take a quick mm-hmm. break and we come back. We got one thing on Yasiel Puig and another on Odell Beckham Jr. Then Boomer's back. Boomer and Carton at six on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, this portion brought to you by GilletteOnDemand.com. Angels beat the Yankees uh, early this morning in 11 innings, 3 2. Cubs easy over the Mets last night, 14 3. Had the grand slam from Ian Hat. Portion brought to you by GilletteOnDemand.com. 40 million Americans wake up to a Gillette Shave. Gillette's working to bring you America's number one shave for less. Go to GilletteOnDemand.com and get your first and fourth order free. Where do you want to go, Al? You want to go Yasiel Puig or Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, Let's go the Giants. All right, so Beckham spoke, but the story really is what's on the back page and the cleats that he wore uh, and what was on the cleats by Kikasso. Kikasso, like it's pronounced like Picasso. Oh, so it's But he does. He's the Picasso of sneakers and cleats. Okay. Kikasso. Well, then he should spell it differently because well, it looks like Kikasso. Yeah, so the cleats were all about like the uh, headlines that he's um, people think are betraying him. The Post, TMZ, Wall Street Journal. What could they have possibly said about oh, Odell they've Beckham? Had some, I don't know about him. The but Wall Street had, Journal? The, the Wall Street Journal from time to time are will they, give you a sports article that is negative about something. Are they mocking his uh, stock picks, Jerry? Uh, they could be. It's very possible. Uh, yeah, so Kikasso did that. Now, you listen. From Imus in the oh. morning <laughs> to Boomer and Carton. It's over? From-